This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. This is the AC Report. Chicken man in Philly last night, and it blew up his house too. Down on the boardwalk, they're ready for a fight. Gonna see what them racket boys can do. Now there's trouble busting in from out of state, and the DA can't get no relief. Gonna be a rumble on the promenade And the gambling commissioner's hanging on by the skin of his teeth Everything dies, baby, that's a fact But maybe everything that dies, someday he comes back Put your makeup on, fix your hair up pretty And meet me tonight in Atlantic City this is The Other Side of Midnight, broadcasting nationwide and very, very pleased and honored to be on Talk 1400 WOND in Atlantic City, one of the greatest talk stations in America, because it is time for our weekly look at the most interesting 48 blocks in the universe. Now, we spent a lot of time talking about Atlantic City. We've covered Atlantic City's History. We've covered Atlantic City's political scene, the culinary scene, the nightlife, and of course, the gambling, the gambling, the gambling. One aspect, if I'm being objective, that we may have neglected in covering Atlantic City every week for the last few years might be the Atlantic City art scene. Well, believe it or not, Art might not be the first thing that you think of when it comes to Atlantic City, but the art scene is actually thriving in Atlantic City. It is fast becoming a spot that artists from all over the country are flocking to to do their artistic thing. And there is a terrific organization that is facilitating the merger of artists and places where those artists can showcase that art. The group is the Atlantic City Arts Foundation, and I'm very pleased to be joined this morning by Kate O'Malley, the executive director of the Atlantic City Arts Foundation. Kate, thanks so much for joining me on the radio. Thanks so much for having me, Frank. So, Kate, people are hearing about the Atlantic City Arts Foundation for the first time. What exactly is it? What do you guys do? Uh, So we are a 501c3 nonprofit focused on public arts engagement in Atlantic City. Our mission is to um, enrich the quality of life 
for residents of and visitors to Atlantic City through interaction um, with public arts. So we run the city's largest mural arts program with uh, just under 80 murals throughout the city um, done by local, national, and international artists. And we also run um, different types of free arts programming throughout the 48 blocks of Atlantic City throughout the year. Well, I've seen some great murals and in, throughout Atlantic City, not realizing that a lot of this is probably the result of your work. So I think that's uh, that's great. Now, obviously, this is a big deal for artists. Obviously, it's uh, kind of a neat thing for people like me who spend a lot of time in Atlantic City and like to see creative and interesting art projects on um, in the form of murals on different walls. But beyond the artists and beyond people like me who get a kick out of seeing this stuff. Why should people care about public art and why should they care about the work that you guys are doing specifically? So public arts, especially for a place like Atlantic City, um, arts a lot of the time are the first sign of true vitalization of an area. Um, You see it time and time again with neighborhoods in other cities that are, you know, run down. They have, you know, low quality housing. Artists move in. They start doing their thing. The area becomes beautiful. People, you know, gain interest and it kind of blossoms from there. Then the coffee shop shows up then the concert venue shows up. Then it becomes a hot place to be. And it's happened time and time again. Um, and so really the arts in Atlantic City is is organically growing this really interesting and, and diverse arts community here. Um, and it's sustaining itself and people are becoming career artists in Atlantic City. It's becoming um, a real career path for folks here. People are moving here to work in the arts. People are coming here to visit um, and see the arts. And for a lot of folks that are coming in, um, say, from cities with established arts programs like New York, like Philadelphia, it's, it's almost like that cutting edge, like you're getting the you know first scoop, the if you know, you know type of thing. Um, so it's, it's really interesting to watch. And people have come from all over and especially for the residents, long term residents who never thought, you know, that something like this would be possible in Atlantic City. That's what's important for us to change the narrative and also to put Atlantic City on the map as a arts and culture destination. You mentioned the 80 murals that are up around Atlantic City, many of which are just breathtaking. But you alluded to sort of the work that the Atlantic City Arts Foundation is doing, making Atlantic City a destination for the arts, plural, and arts and culture. What other types of art is the Atlantic City Arts Foundation interested in culture? cultivating aside from just murals? Sure. So in addition to the mural program, we run three main programs throughout the year. Uh, 48 Blocks AC is our flagship program, which we run every summer, um, which encompasses the mural program, but it also has two other prongs. Um, So we run a painted Adirondack chair and planter box program uh, where artists can beautify um, boardwalk furniture that gets placed on the boardwalk and as well as in our public parks. We also run Um, a citywide arts and culture celebration where we will do throughout the city for its 48 projects, 48 blocks, 48 hours. So it's a weekend festival. And anybody, you don't necessarily have to be a professional artist to apply. Anybody with a creative project can apply. And people have done poetry. They've done theater performances. They've done dance performances, DJs, drum circles, live art, installations, sculpture, anything goes and that's something that you can catch all across the city for that weekend we also do a citywide chalk bombing activity um, every october we do that in partnership with the schools as well as we hire local artists 
and we'll send groups of people out to different areas of the city with packs of chalk. And it's mostly like everybody's an artist for the day and you cover the city in positive messages and artwork. It's kind of a really cool opportunity for residents to interact with artists, for school children to interact with the arts and, and really get a feel of like creating a sense of pride for the city and creating a sense of ownership in uh, creating beauty for that city for the day. Um, and then we also run a program called Arteriors, which we um, take vacant and disused spaces in the city. We'll bring in a group of artists and they will have two weeks to use whatever was left in that space and upcycle it into art installations. Um, so it's a lot of mixed media it's predominantly focused in the visual, but not um, fully, you know, closed off to just visual arts. But what we're trying to do is promote all types of arts and, you know, also highlight all the different types of art that exist in Athletic City. If people are just tuning in, we're talking with Kate O'Malley. She is the executive director of the Atlantic City Arts Foundation. You know, Kate, one of the things that I hear in discussing uh, crime in various cities, especially in New York, is this theory called broken windows, where once you start uh, prosecuting small crimes and making clear that quality of life crimes, even if they're relatively minor are not going to be tolerated, that that has a broader sociological impact that causes people to take a greater um, ownership stake in their community and they're less likely to commit bigger crimes. I, I really do think that that's true with visual blight and public art. I do think if you walk down a city block and you see something that is run down, kind of dreary looking, kind of disheveled, it creates a very different mentality in the mind of business owners, in the mind of visitors and especially residents than if you walk down a block that is uh, teeming with artwork and especially brightly colored public murals. Do you share that view? Yeah, absolutely. And especially involving um, those local communities and folks that live in the neighborhood, work in the neighborhood, in the creation of mural, they tend to take a sense of ownership over that. And you'll notice, you know, streets around that mural becoming cleaner. Um, you'll notice a reduction in graffiti and tagging um, around that mural, um, you know, sense an increased sense of pride um, and confidence in uh, your sense of place um, in conjunction with the creation of public art with the community. Uh, so, yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with that. In your view, are you an artist yourself, by the way? This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder.
Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Uh, I consider myself a hobbyist, a hobby. <laughs> but I have an anthropology background, actually. In your view, what is it that makes Atlantic City so unique, so special, and such a wonderful uh, canvas for public art and the arts in general? Why not a neighboring city like uh, Ventnor or Margate or uh, a city in another state? What is it about Atlantic City that makes it such a great fit for the arts? I think Atlantic City and its residents for a long time have, you know, they come from all over the place and not just all over New Jersey, but from different countries, from different walks of life. And everybody kind of culminates together in this place where you can essentially be anything. You know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. there's a, a saying, you know, it's a place you go to hide in plain sight. It's a place you go to start over. You can do anything. Anything goes in Atlantic City. And I feel like that kind of um, translates into artistic expression. You know what I mean? You can really have the opportunity to create something outside of the box, and instead of maybe it being something that's not received in the correct light or you have to worry about, you know, catering to a certain taste, it's, it's, um, it's valued more um, in Atlantic City if you create something wild, if you create something eye-catching, if you create something that's a conversation starter that's maybe um, off the cuff or something like that. I think that in itself is um, what makes Atlantic City attractive to so many people is you don't have the kind of um, uniformity that you would see in other towns. Um, I think Atlantic City is such a melting pot of so many different things that it only makes sense that it would be the perfect storm for so many different types of art to blossom as well. There are almost weekly, I get a, an email, a text message, a phone call from someone. Sometimes it's someone I know. Sometimes it's a listener that I've never met in person, but feel like I know. And they'll say, hey, I'm going to Atlantic City with my husband, my wife. They love to gamble. I'm just not into it. What can you give me to do uh, that uh, doesn't involve gambling? And in my days, when I lost all my money at the craps table, much more quickly than I would have preferred to do, a lot of times I found myself looking for something to do for a couple of hours while the rest of my friends were uh, still making their money for work for them at the craps table or the blackjack table, whatever. If someone wanted to do, say, an Atlantic City art sightseeing tour, what are some of the spots that the Atlantic City Arts Foundation is responsible for that you're proudest of? If someone wanted to do some sightseeing and see some of this artwork where would you send them first oh that's a tough one um so we actually do have an interactive mural map that is on our website atlanticcityartsfoundation.org we have um, an interactive map of all of our murals as well as printable self-guided mm. tours um, of different like curated loops um but i would say the most bang for your buck is walk the orange loop for those of you who don't know atlantic city you know the streets of atlantic city are the same as those on the Monopoly board. Monopoly was based on the streets in Atlantic City. 
the three orange properties, um, Tennessee, St. James, and New York Avenue, um, actually have become this kind of like arts and culture mecca on their own that are home to a ton of great restaurants, great bars, independent music venues, and also really, really impressive murals. And you can walk them all within a few blocks Mm. and you can get yourself really unique cocktails. You can see an independent concert um, and you can get some great bites of food as well. And it's all right on the boardwalk. Yeah, no, that is, that's great advice. And, you know, since you mentioned the orange loop, I was in Atlantic City last Friday and I met uh, some listeners at uh, the Hard Rock and they they were of the opinion that the Orange Loop and Atlantic City outside of the casinos in general was not a safe place to hang out. Uh, Since you guys are so involved in the revitalization of the Orange Loop and I I think you actually have an office on Tennessee South. What's your view? Do you think that the uh, the Orange Loop is a safe place to just walk around and stroll for the average person, the average visitor, or the average resident? I would say for Atlantic City in a whole, you have to take into account that this is a city, um, and every city is going to have its you know fair share of. You have to watch out for yourself. Don't be an idiot. Mm-hmm. But also, conversely, I am a five foot tall woman. I live on the Orange Loop. I live on Tennessee Avenue and I have never once had a problem. My car has never been broken into. I've never, you know, dealt with an uncomfortable encounter. Um, I think as long as you have your street smarts and especially, you know, bar hopping around here or going, you know, down the boardwalk ramp to get dinner, you're not going to encounter an issue. Um, And again, yeah, our office is on on New York Avenue, a couple blocks down in the north side. Um, But if you're on the boardwalk and if you're popping in and here in and there um as long as you have your wits about you in in any place in the city and in any city really you're fine one of my favorite pieces of artwork public art in atlantic city is the beautiful mural and i and i think you guys are responsible for this next to the irish pub which shows basically a woman wearing an american flag cloak and then holding a seashell which has an image of of uh, the beach skyline on it. And in my view, that really encapsulates a lot of the beauty of both America, a woman, and Atlantic City in one beautiful uh, mural. Is is that one of yours, by the way? Yeah, so that one is titled Descent is Patriotic by Sarah Painter and Cosby Hayes, who actually came to us from Florida uh, to paint that mural. And funnily enough, the woman in the picture, um, in the mural that's wrapped in the American flag with that crown of seashells, was actually based on a picture of the very first crowned Miss America. Oh, wow. Um, She was in that same draped in the American flag with the crown of seashells. So Sarah and Cosby, when they came in, did a lot of research on Atlantic City and the history and the context of the town and where they were. Um, So they based that um, image on the very first Miss America and also the title Um, based around one of the largest women's marches, which took place actually in protest of Miss America, which took place right on the Atlantic City boardwalk and had hundreds and hundreds of women from all over the country. Um, And she holds in her hand, you know, the Atlantic City boardwalk and the seashell, and she's painted with this somber look underwater as a motif, you know, for Atlantic City's vulnerability against um, storms and coastal flooding as a shore town. But she's holding the shell with... um, the boardwalk and steel pier and all of the things we hold dear close to her heart as, um, you know, a prevailing image of hope uh, for the future. And that mural is definitely 
long-lasting and one of our most famous in the city. That, that is terrific. I had no idea that it was so steeped in, in history. And now I'm looking at this mural map on your website, and people could check it out at AtlanticCityArtsFoundation.org. And I, I, I honestly can't wait to get back to do my own sort of mural walking tour. It's really, uh, really some great spots on here, and I'm trying to plan out where I can go to eat, drink, and gamble as I'm gazing at a lot of these uh, murals. Kate, we have a lot of people listening around the country, New York City, Baltimore, Memphis, Nashville, Anchorage, Nevada, and a lot of them may be saying, why do I care about what's happening in Atlantic City in terms of art? One of the reasons that I was eager to have you on and eager to tell people about the work of the Atlantic City Arts Foundation is because I really view what you guys have done as being a potential model for other cities that are struggling with public beautification. Have you heard from any other cities that they're emulating your model and supporting public art in this sort of a way? Yeah, actually, uh, not too long ago, I was uh, contacted by Kenneth Leap of Reimagine Runnymede, um, not too far away from Atlantic City, actually not too far away from where I grew up, um, because they were interested in creating a mural program of their own and were mm. asking how we did it. Um, and funnily enough, one of their very first uh, projects was to do a mural on um, the playground of where I went to elementary school, which was a really cool like turnaround for me personally. Um, but yeah, it's, it's Atlantic City is every city. You know what I mean? Arts revitalization through the arts is possible for everyone. And I think really with the story of Atlantic City and the story of a lot of places like Atlantic City, a grassroots approach, starting with what you know, the people you know, the people you care in your own community and growing it from there is really what nurtures a lasting program. It served us well. No, I, I can imagine. And again, talking Kate O'Malley, she's the executive director of the Atlantic City Arts Foundation. One of the newer restaurants that I haven't been to in its present location yet, I was at the old location is a place called Cardinal. I was a, it was a great location, and it's taken over, for people that are familiar with it, the location of the former Bure. And I understand you've done something uh, on, the, on the walls, the exterior walls, or are doing something at Cardinal. What are you guys doing exactly? Yeah, so we are actually um, super, super proud to be partnering with Cardinal and uh, Create 48, which is another mural company, on um, the largest mural project ever to exist in Atlantic City. Um, So we are actually going to be creating a mural, a 5,000 square foot mural that wraps the entire building, um, as well as murals to cover all of their shipping containers outside, which serve as their outside bar. Um, And that'll be happening in three phases. Um, We opened our application um, two months ago, closed it last month. We received tons of applications from artists all over the world, from Portugal, Canada, um, Tokyo, um, as well as across the U.S. and across Europe. Um, It was really, really mind-blowing to see. Um, And so we're actually waiting on sketches from our finalists, um, the final couple of artists, and folks will be able to watch that art being created uh, very, very soon, which is extremely exciting. Uh, We're really, really looking forward to that. If people are listening who are artists themselves, 
What else do they need to know if they're interested in taking advantage of some of the programs you guys offer or potentially seeing some of their work displayed in the form of a future mural? What's the best place for them to to start? Is it to go to the website? Is it to reach out to you? How should they begin? Yeah, so we actually have an artist database uh, that you can sign up for on our website, AtlanticCityArtsFoundation.org. There's a tab called Join Us. You select Join Us artist um or if you want the direct link it's atlanticcityartsfoundation.org slash apply um and you can fill in your information for our artist database we send out emails every time we have paid opportunities coming up and you can also visit that page to find out what opportunities we currently are accepting applications for currently um until the end of this week we are accepting applications for one of the shipping containers at Cardinal, as well as um, our painted share and planner box cool, program. Cool. Hey, and lastly, uh, let me end with what will absolutely be our most controversial question, and I hope it's one that you are bold enough to answer. A gun to your head, you have to pick out of every restaurant in Atlantic City, what is your absolute favorite? Doesn't matter what type of cuisine. Oh, man. You know what? I really think it's Mexico in Chelsea. They have happy hour every single day from 3 to 7. They have fantastic margaritas. They have really, really great, authentic Mexican food, and I absolutely love it there. Mexico in Chelsea. That's an important one to keep in mind as we uh, as we celebrate Cinco de Mayo. Good stuff. Hey, Kate, I really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. If you want to comment on any portion of our conversation, you're welcome to give me a call, 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-9222. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. Midnight.